is Bloomberg Surveillance. I suspect we're in one of the darkest periods of central banking since the 1930s right now. They're just grasping for solutions. There are an awful lot of antagonists who don't like the Fed, who want to curb the Fed's authority. If demand doesn't respond to low prices, we're in the end of the oil age by definition. Then, exactly as you highlight, there's no terminal value, and we're very worried about that. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Good morning, I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keene. It is 7 a.m. on Wall Street and 7 a.m. in Ottawa. Today, on Surveillance, a Bloomberg exclusive, John Micklethwaite sits down with the Prime Minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau. Before that, central banks, the Swiss, the Norwegians have spoken. So have the Indonesians. The Swiss National Bank stands pat. The Norges Bank cuts a quarter point to 50 basis points. Next up, the Bank of England, not yet on summertime, so at 8 a.m. rather than now. Ahead of that decision, the FTSE is down 28 points, half a percent. The pound right now is trading higher, 143.44, fallout from Yellen yesterday. We'll talk about that. The Norwegian krona weakens against the dollar, uh, 8.3955 right now. In terms of equities, the stock 600 in Europe is down by five points. That's one and a half percent today. The DAX is off 186 points, 1.9 percent today. It may be all reaction to the Fed. Uh, here in the U.S., it certainly is. The S&P E-mini futures down eight points. Now, I'm going to take that back. Caterpillar out with an interesting earnings warning today, cutting first quarter earnings guidance, but retaining full year. So they're, they're sort of moving uh, money around. And we can talk about that later in the program. But S&P futures down eight points, four-tenths of a percent. Dow futures down 65, uh, four-tenths of a percent. NASDAQ futures off by 20. That's half a percent on the day. The real move today in FIC. Bonds, the 10-year note yield all the way down to 1.86, 1.33 for your five-year and the two-year note. Remember, this was trading at 99 yesterday, now 81 basis points. Uh, the dollar index has fallen below 95. It was at 99 a couple of days ago, 94.837 this morning, and we are seeing that reflected in currency pairs, particularly the majors, the yen, 111.29. Uh, Kichuk's from Sakjen telling us this morning, this really, really, really hurts Abenomics. And the Euro, Mario Draghi getting no love from Janet Yellen, 113.27 this morning. It is up, uh, by about a percentage point. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu, as they would say. Uh, oh, he's Italian. I don't know what the, uh, Italian version of sacre bleu is. Uh, our, first, it, our first guess is French. I'm so sure I'm, many of our, our listeners speak Italian. They can mon tell Dieu. Us. Stephen Freeman is our first guest. He's senior investment strategist with BMP Paribas Investment Partners, most recently director of market analysis at the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. So, Stephen, analyze this for us. What was the Fed thinking? If you look at U.S. indicators based on the Fed's forecast, you could say they should have raised rates. Instead, they stand pat and cut their forecast for rates going forward. 
Uh, exactly. So, yeah, I think that's one of the key takeaways from uh, yesterday's FOMC events. First of all, I think we're getting even more confirmation that the global economy matters more and more to the Fed, uh, yeah. more than it ever has. And they are clearly a little bit more concerned about downside risks posed by the global environment. I think that's the first takeaway for me. The second takeaway for me is that their concerns about these downside risks must, must actually be fairly significant at present. If they are willing to delay raising rates, if they're willing to signal a flatter path of interest rates at a time when inflation has actually been firming for a few months now and the labor market is doing quite well. What's kind of interesting is uh, even leaving aside the fall of the dollar from the decision time yesterday, the dollar had in recent weeks fallen back to lower uh, based on the dollar index and the trade-weighted dollar, lower than it was before they raised rates. So what exactly is she afraid of? Well, I think uh, – and she, she was actually very clear about this in, in, in the press briefing, more so than she's been in the past, uh, rattling off a number of countries where there are signs that growth is slowing from EM broadly to China to the Eurozone uh, to Japan. And she's worried, worried mm. that this is going to rebound back on the U.S. in, in terms of um, uh, overall consumption and investment. Our team is so good at getting the right person at the right time. I am thrilled you're here this morning. You worked at Bank of International Settlements, as Mike mentions, at the New York Fed. You have the most eclectic academics to be looking at monetary economics, Wesleyan and in, in Russian studies and, and such. Are we losing our degrees of freedom is what we really heard in the Central Bank Derby, Norway, Indonesia today. Uh, Chair Yellen, we've got Governor Carney this morning. Are we losing our optionality and our degrees of freedom because of dampened economic growth? I, I, I think to some degree that that is correct. I think what the committee is coming to terms with is the fact that the U.S. is a smaller part of uh, global growth than it, than it has ever been, uh, that it is difficult for the Fed to be raising rates when global growth is low, when other central banks are, are easing policy. So in some sense, uh, I, I think that's correct. i got to ask if you think the move in the dollar is going to be sustained because if you're Janet Yellen and you're worried Good about question. growth in the rest of the world and you're pushing the dollar down, it's not going to be helping. Exactly. And I think this is something that we're seeing a lot more uh, discussion and uh, uh, across central banks about. I think there's been an, uh, an informal um, understanding across central banks that they need to be very careful in uh, how they set policy, how they communicate policy in a way that isn't destabilizing uh, to currency markets. And I think this has been something that's actually uh, been a source of concern for investors over the last few months, that central banks might actually be acting in destabilizing ways. Uh, some have termed this a currency war. Uh, I think that term is probably a, a bit too strong. But nonetheless, there's not for the media. Not for the media. We love it. <laughs> currency war is great. Stephen Friedman with us with BNP Paribas, just a perfect guest to have on a most interesting uh, morning. This Thursday, Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by Invesco. Invesco believes it's time to say goodbye to the traditional 60-40 stock bond allocation. Say hello to alternatives is a core part of modern portfolios. Learn more at Invesco.com slash alts. Futures at negative nine. Mike Dow Futures, negative 67. Yen has been stable after huge yen strength over the last uh Oh, on a, on a clock basis, 30 or 40 hours. Yeah, we're, we're down to 111.24. That is not going to, as uh, Mr. Juke said, not going to help. So is this an overreaction we're seeing in the markets, uh, in the currency markets, Stephen, to what the Fed is actually doing since they didn't do anything? Uh, 
or is this going to be sustained? Well, I'm not sure if the, the move in, in currencies will be sustained too much. I think what we're seeing uh, is a sensible reaction to the fact that the committee uh, seems uh, less willing to plow ahead with, with a steady diet of, of rate increases going forward. So they are signaling a more accommodative stance of policy, which I, I think should be positive uh, for risk assets. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why we're seeing uh, some dollar weakness. Now, is, it, is, that, is that their goal? Do they want to keep forcing people – into risk? Well, I, I think they do want financial conditions, not just in the U.S., but abroad, uh, to remain relatively accommodative. And with that comes um, a desire to see at least stability in the stock market, see stability in credit spreads. And to the extent that we do have a, a rally in risk assets, that can actually uh, uh, help their policy goals. We have a word I heard yesterday. David Blanchflower up at Dartmouth mentions the same word this morning. There's a lot of hoping going on. Hoping to me, I usually circle it in any finance reading, because hoping is usually hold on to your wallet, you're going to lose money, prepare to lose money. What are policymakers hoping for right now? What's the hope for Chair Yellen? So I, I think the hope at the, the, this point, and I think that's a, I think your your wording is a very appropriate one because I think, uh, as Tim Geithner used to say, hope is not a strategy. You yeah, actually have to have thank you. You can't just be about hope. Um, I think that the, what they're hoping for is that the actions by central banks abroad will help to stabilize the global economy, and that that means that the general resilience that we're seeing in the U.S. economy uh, can be sustained. Um, so I think while they're still uncertain about that, that means that they're going to be very, very uh, cautious in raising rates. Does it work? <laughs> well, you know, it's a good question. You didn't question. expect these questions this morning, right? Does it work? So um, I think it works more than raising rates. Let me put it to you that way. I, I don't think they have a choice but to go very, very slowly at this point. I mean, we have to keep in mind that the economy has been very resilient in recent years. Growth has been around 2%, 2.5%, which doesn't seem impressive, but it's actually above trend in the U.S. Okay, but just very quickly, on an inertial basis, Carney's way out front on slowing things down. If Yellen's catching up with Carney, what's he say in an hour or so? Uh, Nine, 2019? <laughs> I mean... So what? Where are we going? So uh, this is a really interesting question because I think it gets down to the fact that uh, there is still this sense uh, in in the public and in the investing community uh, that central banks are working somewhat across purposes with one another, yeah. and I think this is what we're seeing central banks trying to combat more and more. And I think this is why we're seeing, for example, uh, the Bank of Japan refraining from the time being uh, from further stimulus. We're seeing the ECB thinking about very creative ways to implement new stimulus uh, that does not have much of an impact okay. on the currency. We're going to come back. Stephen Friedman was thrilled that he's with us from BNP Paribas. It's not like an historic day. It's just a – it's a twisted, sword day in international <laughs> You're economics. Very poetic yeah, very poetic here. I've had no sleep. For three days, that has a little bit uh, to do with it. Futures negative eight, down futures negative fifty eight. The yen, as we mentioned, one eleven twenty nine. Let's check in with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines now. Michael, Mike, Tom, thank you very much. President Barack Obama's pick for the Supreme Court vacancy plans to visit two top Democrats today. Yesterday, President Obama nominated sixty three year old appellate court judge Merrick Garland. The White House says after a two-week Senate recess, Garland will meet with Judiciary Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley. Some Republican senators have refused to even meet with an Obama nominee. A New York pizza shop owner will be sentenced in federal court in Rochester, New York today for trying to recruit people for the Islamic State group. 
Mufid Elfji pleaded guilty in December to attempting to provide material support to a terrorist organization. Federal safety officials and major automakers will announce today that they've agreed to make automatic emergency braking standard equipment on most cars by 2022. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. Now, Michael Barr. Mike, Tom? Michael, thanks so much. Again, futures negative seven, a modest deterioration. Uh, Later this morning, a conversation with the Prime Minister of Canada. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by your Tri-State BMW centers. Visit them online at tristatebmw.com at BMW. They only make one thing, the ultimate driving machine.